Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 5, Episode 10, The Window. And with me, as always, is the co-host, who I lick a boom-boom down, Jen. Hello. Hi, Jen. What'd you think of The Window? I really liked it. I can't remember what you did last week, but I feel like last week wasn't that much fun. Ooh. Or am I thinking of two weeks ago? It was two weeks ago. Two, I mean, like the last one we did. Right. Okay. I can't remember what it was now, but I remember not like even like cracking a smile really during most of it. And then mm-hmm. this one had like a lot of laugh out loud moments, and it was cute and sweet. Like it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed this episode. I the only weak part for me was the when Lily and Marshall broke off by themselves. Yeah, that was unnecessary. And the Barney stuff was just okay to me. I liked oh, the, the Robin. Robin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the part I liked the best. It's just Robin trying to block him. <laughs> yeah, everybody was off on little side quests this episode. You know, last episode we forgot to discuss, I think it's the fifth, fourth or fifth episode of How I Met Your Father. Because we didn't watch it. No, the last one we watched we had not discussed on the podcast that we did the next day. Really? Yeah, we watched the night before. It's the one where they throw the party, and she's trying to impress the teacher. Oh. We never discussed it. That was the fourth one? It's the fourth or fifth one. Probably the fourth one. We are really bad at the coverage of this. Yeah, well, and we watched it the night before. We didn't really take notes. We just kind of watched it. Yeah, and I can't remember. Well, did, I, we, did we talk about the one that was at the bar? When they, like, went, like, and... um. The one before that was the one where they were trying to do long-distance sex, and right. she was trying to... I think she was trying to get him to do online dating. I can't remember the character's name because they're not in front I of me. I am blanking, too, because I was going to say, because didn't he think it was a setup? Like That was the first episode. No, or no. the second one. That was the second episode. He thought it was set, set up. I think we need to... I don't see. This is look the problem. at the episode summaries and then actually like redo this because this is really bad podcasting right now. Right, that's the problem with how I met your father. <coughs> it's not memorable. <laughs> I, I it's just also been weeks since we've watched it. That's true, and we watch a lot. We take in a lot of content because we watch. We're watching like ten different shows right now. <laughs> right. But that being said, it's just not sticking. What's going on? But I do remember the last episode. It was just okay. They had a party at their apartment. Right, it was her 30th birthday party, and it was supposed to be, like, trashy, Christina Aguilera, dirty-themed, and then but at the last minute she changes it because the guy she, she went on a date with is, like, an actual grown-up. But is he, is he a teacher or is he a uh, principal? I thought he was, like, a vice principal. Okay. Yeah, he's very ma- mature, and... Even though he's, like, her age. He's not older, it doesn't seem. Yeah, I guess so. But he's very, he seems very high-minded. Mm-hmm. And so she tries to change the party around last minute to be something classy and yeah. tries to get nice hors d'oeuvres and what have you. And the heat's broken, or the the heater's broken in their apartment, so it's really hot, I think. Yeah. We already had this in Friends. Right. For a party. And then there was something about her roommate and the British yeah, Valentina boyfriend. and Charlie, Charlie decide that they're going to actually be exclusive and... Yeah, but each but, th- but throughout the episode, they instead drive each other crazy with potentially hooking right. up with others or hooking up with other, making out with others. I can't remember if that ever escalated to 
anything physical. And they were enjoying sort of the the open relationship in front of each other for the evening. Yeah, because it, it started. I think it started because I think Charlie thought they were like that was his girlfriend and they were exclusive. And then she said something to kind of let him know like that wasn't where she was. And so he kind of used it as an opportunity to flirt with other girls in front of her. And then she realized she was into that. And then at the end, they just realized you know, they're into each other. And so I mean, it wasn't a bad episode, but I don't think it was like you said. I don't think it was anything like really memorable or anything like really funny happened well let's measure it against other sitcoms we watch so right now i think the only active new sitcom we're watching is the new saved by the bell which we're laughing all the way through yeah it is non-stop laughs (laughs) i think i gave uh, like seven pity laughs during the how i met your father that we just watched it's it's very low i feel like with any of them that that we've watched like, maybe there's been, like, one or two Decent actual episodes. Yeah, and some are like, eh, all right. <laughs> so. We'll keep watching. Uh, we'll make it through the so season. So many people are, like, apparently watched it, so I don't know. I mean, we are obviously, like, this universe fan, so I don't you know. It's know, very know unc- it's not clicking with us. It's a very uncomplicated show. It's not cringy like so much other comedy out there right now. I don't where know. I think it's They make you definitely- uncomfortable or it's oh, not that a lot of tense. Oh, not that kind of cringy. A lot a lot of them are very tense throughout. I feel like it's had unintentionally cringy moments. Like some, yeah, try to be cringy on purpose. Well, once we get to an episode that we like, we'll probably cover it a little more. But <laughs> yeah, the last episode was just meh. Yeah. And they did officially get renewed for a second season. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like they got a lot of people watching it. Like it was very popular. I'm just I'm not sure where our disconnect is with this. Yeah, write in, fans. Let us know where you are on How I Met Your Father if you are, in fact, watching it. I read another piece of trivia that involved the two fathers of Robin. Oh, yeah. As we know, the first father was a soap star for 40-something years on one of the soap operas. I can't remember which one now. All My Children or something like that. And he was in, I think, just two episodes of How I Met Your Mother, and they switched to a more veteran actor of someone that's been in more movies and more TV, like regular TV, the actor Ray Wise. The reason why they switched is because they had the first father lined up for a new episode, and he backed out last minute, so they just dropped him and stopped using him. Oh, interesting. His side of the story is, well, they kind of called me last minute. Mm. And so I, I couldn't make it. So It sounds probably the truth is on the show side, because his story was that they called him last minute, then why did he cancel? It, it, his side doesn't really add up, but it doesn't matter at this point. I just thought it was interesting that there was an actual story behind them changing right. dads out. All right. I don't think I even remembered that that happened. <laughs> so we got two emails this week. One is from Danielle, of course, and the other is from a new listener. Danielle's is about this episode, so we'll, we'll read it afterwards, as, as we will with a new, new listener. Or maybe we'll do one up front. How's that? Whatever you want. I'll do the one up front, and you can do Danielle's. Cool. This guy writes in kind of a funny way, so I'm going to read it in the voice in which I heard it. Okay. Hey, bros. (laughs) (laughs) Let me start off by saying your podcast is legend, wait for it, dairy. I listen to your podcast all day at work. Feels like hanging out with you guys. Everything about the podcast is awesome. Not like the other ones where they tend to go off topic too much. 
I would really appreciate it if you can try and include some quotes by by narrator, because sometimes we get great life lessons from the older Ted. Keep up the good work. You are awesome. Thank you. Yay, thank you, Rooney. And this is from Rooney. Thank you, Rooney. Appreciate it. Yeah, I feel like we've mentioned occasional like words of wisdom from the narrator, but yeah, I don't know that we go into it all that much. So we can see if we pick out any that are good. I feel like the narrator like didn't have much to do this episode. I feel like he didn't even show up till like halfway through it. That was actually one of the trivia mentions is that he doesn't show up until halfway through. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. even read that one. <laughs> I just noticed it. I was like, oh, there's Bob Saget. By the way, we haven't updated this in a while, but this is our 98th episode. Whoa. So we're just two away from what are we the do grand century. Throw a big party. <laughs> invite all our listeners. Yeah, invite all our listeners. Uh, tape, uh, record this in New York City. Rent out a bar. <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let everyone know where to be. <laughs> all right, the window. We're in McLaren's. For some reason, Marshall brought a box with him. We're in the apartment, actually. Oh, did it start in the apartment? I thought we were... Okay, he brings the box to, to McLaren's later. Yes. Okay. So, I guess we're in their apartment. He said he got another one. Well, th- yeah, that was interesting, because he actually brought it to Ted and Robin's apartment. Okay, so they were in their apartment. Yes. Okay, that's strange. Right. So, I was like, would Ted... Or would Marshall's mom have sent it there? Like, it's just weird that he would have hefted this box over there. It's a box. And I just watched <laughs> this movie last week, which was good timing. Because Robin comes in with her line. You want to do it, Jen? No, I'm not going to do it justice. <laughs> she says, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the... All right. And it says, Brad Pitt, seven, nothing. Yeah, I'm the jerk. What's, so what's in, in the box? box? <laughs> Such a great scene in seven. Yes. And also a great scene here. <laughs> it's a really good acting moment where he's trying to decide whether or not to... Sh- uh, maybe people it. haven't seen it. I mean, that movie is like 25 years old at this point. Yeah, he's trying to just decide whether to shoot the bad guy in the end, just point blank. The guy doesn't have a gun or anything. I won't say why, but it has to do with something in a box. <laughs> and then he has to go through the dilemma of does he want to open what's in the box? Really good movie. Gross movie, but good. Yeah, a little gross. Apparently Marshall's mom sending him his old stuff that's still around the house. What did your mom do with all your old stuff? That's a wonderful question. I think I have some of it. Maybe she still has some of it. I actually don't know. <laughs> I think there's a lot of old papers you wrote from college or high school. Oh, I thought Maybe I got rid of all cards. those. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I used to keep all of my notebooks and binders and things on the off chance that, like, well, you know, classes kind of build on each other. When you become the first female president, they'll want to include those in your no, it library. Wasn't. It wasn't that, but it was like, to you. you know, so freshman year I'm taking like psych 101. What if I, yeah, when I take psych three, whatever, like maybe I need to reference something back. So I always like kept it. I kept things for a long time just because I thought one day I'd want to read what I wrote again. And I think probably a decade after I still was interested in that. Now I'm not. Although I would like to see a letter that 15 year old me wrote. I know. I wish I would have done that. To me now. That would be cool. Um, yeah. And actually if, all my grad school stuff, I think, was submitted online, and then our computer died, so that's all gone anyway. So who knows if I had any good insights in grad school. My mom hired an organizer sometime when I was in my 20s and just came with a million trash bags and said, you take this with you or you throw it out. There's two, <laughs> there's two choices. So this is where you this get it from. This is everything you're not keeping. 
<laughs> I was, you know, thinking to myself of like, this would never happen with you because you would just throw away the stuff and not even give Tyler the opportunity. Sometimes people can't make their own decisions. <laughs> I'm like a communist dictator in this house. You know, the number of things that just disappear, and then we ask where it is, and oh, we th- I threw that away. Like a fart in the wind. A fart that went to the fart to fart fartly. <laughs> Which is Marshall's Mad Libs. I didn't, I didn't really care for that part, actually. I, I just liked it because everybody laughed at it, and so like, I just thought that was funny, them being all immature. But going back to it, I think the world needs to know about your... Compulsive throwing away problem. I don't see it as a problem, but let's move on. (laughs) Ted gets a phone call. Someone's telling him the window is open. He shares this news. Well, after he gets the call, this mysterious music starts playing. And when he tells Ted or Marshall the window's open, which is what some woman on the phone tells him, Marshall seems to know what this means right away. Right. No explanation needed. As he's running out, he sees Lily on the street, you know, yells to her that the window's open. She, like, will she, like, push a stroller from people walking by, like, out of the way? Yeah. To clear the way so Ted can run. (laughs) Yeah. As he's running down the street, he runs into a young woman on the street coming out of her apartment. And he knows her, and this is the reason he was running. It was Maggie, as we find out, and she just broke up with her boyfriend. So he invites her to hang out. Well, I like, yeah, good acting here by Josh Radner where he's kind of doing that, like, he tra- he starts by smiling and then kind of, like, corrects himself. Like, oh, that's too bad. Oh, yeah, I missed that. Okay, they're at McLaren's, and Ted shows up. He says he got in the window. Robin wants some clarification, and Ted says that, you know, everyone has this guy or girl that was the one that got away, and for him it was this Maggie. And apparently she went to college with the three of them. Barney makes a boob-sized joke. Let's move on. <laughs> and it turns out she was... It wasn't that she was hot. It was that she was the ultimate girl next door. Every guy falls in love with her. And he already missed three brief windows of opportunity to get together with her in between her relationship. So she was always in a relationship. When she moved to New York, she apparently had broken up with another guy. Ted wanted to give her a month so that he wouldn't be the rebound guy before he went to go see her. And as he, when he showed up, there was a rebound guy there that lasted two years. Next time, when they broke up, he only waited a week. That was still too late. She dated the next guy for three years. And then the next time, he only waited an hour, and apparently she met and fell in love with the mailman. <laughs> and she was going to get mail, and they were together four years. So now Mrs. Douglas was hired by him to reach out when the window was open again. And, man, she is just... What's going on here with Maggie? What's her deal? I mean, Maggie's adorable. No, not why is she appealing. Why does she fall for the first guy she sees every time? Um, I mean, serial monogamist, it seems like. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I have a deeper analysis. (laughs) Some people just jump relationship to relationship. I do appreciate... That it wasn't hot guy after hot guy. The, yeah, it feels like kind of like doofuses and it's just who happened to be around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's like yeah. You know, she's just super friendly, so she gets along well with people, and so well, it's easy for her to establish some sort of new relationship. Based on what Ted experienced, he should not have taken her outside of her apartment. 
That's true. He should have said, let's walk down, get a coffee, and then we'll catch up. And then just gone back to her apartment and suggested they start dating. That probably would have worked. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's something to be said episode. about, you know, yeah, you probably do need some space after a breakup to, you know, figure out what's going on. And, you know, some of these relationships lasted years. Like, <laughs> maybe it's not the healthiest thing to be jumping right into another years-long relationship mm-hmm. after one immediately ends. But she seems fairly well-adjusted, so who knows? Didn't your ex-fiance marry the woman he dated after you? Yes. <laughs> he absolutely did. <laughs> I think my ex-wife dated around quite a bit before she landed on the guy she married, but it, it was only about a year later that she met the guy she ended up marrying and is still married to. So, Well, to be fair, I mean, you were the first guy like seriously dated after him and I broke up and we got married. So, mm, Yeah, okay, that's fair. But I wasn't the only guy that you dated. Right. I mean, listeners, let me tell you something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, just like Lily in college, Jen was good to go. <laughs> she just spit water all over herself. I almost did. You caught me right before I was about to take a sip. <laughs> all right. Ted mentions that he even got her a female driver as a cab driver so that there would be no guy driving her from there. Barney makes a... A masculinity joke with him, which wasn't good, but I did like Barney's. I feel good tonight. Yeah. Tonight's going to be good. I did like that, too. Marshall has the box with him still for some reason. He pulls out overalls. He wore those babies all throughout high school, and I think we do get some future flashbacks with him and the overalls. Oh, really? Yeah, like when him and his friends are are singing Boys to Men style in the hallway. Yeah, and don't they have, like, the one strap on? Yeah. (laughs) Apparently those overalls were his jam. He gets made fun of by Robin. Lily agrees with Robin that here's where her she was good to go, and even she wouldn't have slept with him in college if he wore those. So overalls are kind of back. I don't know if they are for guys. I don't think they are for guys. I think women are almost wearing them ironically, but it kind of works. Yeah. I don't know. I bought a pair, and I haven't felt confident enough to like wear them out. Oh, you still have those? I thought... I do. They were only like 25 bucks, so I kept them. <laughs> Now, I thought you looked really hot in them when you had a tank top underneath. Thank you. Yeah, it was hard to find the right, <laughs> the right thing to go underneath them. You should put it on, Insta- on our Instagram account, that picture. <laughs> right, I put it on Facebook and took I a I don't poll. think it was that flattering of a picture. I liked it. Okay, thank you. All right, Barney says that no one could get laid wearing these and then immediately accepts his own challenge. <laughs> right. He will not take them off until he has sex with a woman in them. And then did you see he does his, like, typical run to the bathroom to go change? Yeah. (laughs) They don't have much for him to do here. No. Maggie shows up. Maggie is played by Joanna Garcia Swisher. I guess she was more commonly known for a while as Joanna Garcia. And right now she's in a show that's been going for a few seasons, I think, called Sweet Magnolias. I don't know much about it. I did see that. Uh, Jamie Lynn... Sigler? No. Spears? Spears is in it. And also oh, really? Chris Klein from hmm. the American Pie movies. Okay. People I did not know were still acting. <laughs> she was on the full run of Reba. I guess she was Reba's daughter. Okay. That Reba sure is sassy. What's <laughs> <laughs> that from? I always say that whenever the show shows up somewhere. Somehow. Oh. <laughs> just for no reason? Yeah, just because it seems like the whole show is about her being sassy. I don't even know if I've ever seen an advertisement for it. 
And she's actually married. The Swisher comes from her husband, Nick Swisher. He's a professional baseball player. And he was on How I Met Your Mother. I did read that. He played a Yankee. I think in the no-hitter Barney's trying to complete, maybe. Does he play himself, or does he play some? Or, or t- Barney's trying to go seven for seven for the week or something? The perfect week. The perfect week is that one where they don't think he's going to be able to win over a woman against the Yankee? or That I, sounds right. I might be getting that wrong, but that's what I'm thinking he's from. Yeah. He was very good looking in that episode. Right. Well, and also I was reading, um, she was also in Freaks and Geeks, which makes her the fourth Freaks and Geeks actor. Yeah, look, I looked at that. It looked like that she was in six, and, six or seven episodes of Freaks and Geeks. But Freaks and Geeks wasn't that long. Yeah, it was only one season. So that, that might have been one third of the run. And then she was also in um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Which, I don't know, were you too old for that? It was like a show on Nick. Yes. <laughs> any new show on Nick I was no, doing for. No, no. New show? I mean, any show that was a Nick original, uh, I was too old for. Okay. <laughs> Nick at Night with all the old sitcoms. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. love that. I think when I was a kid, Nickelodeon right. had good cartoons, and so I would watch that as a kid. Yeah, so they kind of had like those middle ground shows, like, was it like all that? I don't know them. Okay, but it was one of those ones that they would show, like, kind of, I think it was, like, Saturday nights, and it was, like, a little bit spooky. Okay. So, that's just a little fun fact I liked. So, Ted forgot that he has to teach a class, and yeah, Maggie's not interested. he doesn't even remember in, until Robin asks him. Yeah, and Maggie's not interested in going with him. He should have taken that as a sign. <laughs> if she was into him, she'd want to see him t- teach a class. Uh, I could be into somebody and not want to sit through an hour-long class of something I'm not interested in. Lily and Marshall are tasked with looking after her. And Ted kind of points out, look, this is going to be my front porch gal if you can handle this right. Yeah, They're not allowed to let any guy near her. No waiter takes her order. No busboy clears her table. If she bursts into flames, I want a firewoman putting her out. And I really like Marshall's line here. I don't think 911 takes requests. Mm -hmm. But Ted is adamant. Like, keep her single until I'm back. They really fail. (laughs) <laughs> they really do. I mean, they, they, they're pretty quick to abandon her. Yes. So there's one scene where... And they start out like, you know, Yeah, really like their secret service. <laughs> exactly. Guarding her coming in and out of the bathroom. And then Marshall reads a letter, gets all emotional, and they both bail. And then Marshall becomes the worst version of Marshall that we right. say. Yeah. He, comes, he becomes this quite frequently. Then Barney shows up with the overalls over his suit. Robin thinks this is cheating. It just but looks stupid. <laughs> it does, and Barney says, well, you know, they're overalls. They're supposed to be over things. Fair point. I mean, maybe he's had the same dilemma that I was. Like, what do I wear under these overalls? And then he goes and says hey to a girl, and Robin says, he's not saying hello. He's just telling you what he feeds his horsies. And then points out that she can make these farmer, like farmer jokes all night. All night. <laughs> Challenge accepted herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that, I, I like their interactions in this. We kind of skipped over it, but we got another little insight into Barney's childhood life as he talks about people who wear overalls, like guys used to come over and fix his mom's car and then hang out with her upstairs. Mm-hmm. So, poor Barney. Why? Just because they're overweight and wear overalls? I didn't even mention that part. I think she was sex positive, and I don't see the problem. Oh, see, I looked at it more as like a Forrest Gump type exchange of <laughs> goods oh, for services. Oh, transaction. Yeah. Okay, maybe. We cut to Columbia University. 
Ted tries to quick rush his class, give them the quick facts and get out of there. And one of his students says, but we get you for the whole hour. Ted's like, come on. You guys want to sit here and hear me yap about bridges? And they all raise their hands. <laughs> right. He's like, He's like, really? He's like all touched. But I did enjoy his quick synopsis on bridges. You got land on both sides, water in the middle. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hming me a lot. I don't think you appreciate these jokes the way I do. That one was actually not bad. Yeah, the mm-hmm ones I did before, I didn't really <laughs> agree with. Really? You didn't like good. the 911 doesn't take requests? No. Oh, boo. We're back at McLaren's, and <laughs> Barney goes and offers a woman, or she's walking by, offers to buy her a drink. And <laughs> but no, you skipped over Lily and Marshall being super weird. With Maggie, like, you can tell, like, how desperate they are and how, like, they don't know what to do with her. Where Lily's decided to, like, <laughs> they're, they're playing a drinking game every time somebody thinks about how awesome Ted is. Mm-hmm. And poor Maggie is just... <laughs> this is a weird drinking game. Right. So, as Barney's trying to buy a woman a drink, Robin shouts out, he's got a big brown jug with three X's on it. <laughs> and you know how I, I like jokes that come in three pieces, and mm-hmm. this only this was the last one she did, right. I believe. Yeah. I think they could have used another one. Agreed. We're back at Ted in the classroom, and he's trying to teach them more about designing a bridge. Um, Let's them know there's one very important thing to keep in mind, and then just inadvertently writes Maggie on the board. Which he says means make adjustments, go get it it energized. It's good advice for life, too. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this is some of the sage advice Rooney's talking about (laughs) with the narrator. Right. So we get one of his students... Jumping in, asking if she, Maggie's someone special. Her name's Betty. And Ted starts opening up to the class about it. Another student asks if she's a hottie. As he's going through answering some of these questions, when he's done, the whole class tends to raise their hand again <laughs> to ask more questions about right. this. They're, and that guy's name is Jamie. I've seen Jamie in some other things. I'm not sure what. Oh, really? I think it might have been one of those, like, what were those dance movies? You Got Served. He was in one of those You Got Served movies, I think. Mm-hmm. As Never a, watch this. As a dancer. Yeah. So his class is being very insightful, asking, you know, is Ted ready? Yeah, like, I like Betty the way she <laughs> asks, she's, she's asking these questions. What about you, Professor Moby? Mosby, are you ready for a serious relationship? <laughs> he goes, totally, I mean, I think so. Maybe, I don't know. What do you guys think? And then everybody <laughs> raises their hands. They're all asking very penetrating questions. They really are. To them. They're, like, really invested. Which you would think it's like, oh, we don't want to learn, so like, let's get him off topic. But apparently they did want to learn, so I guess they just care about him. <laughs> He's got a real rapport with his class. Right. He's like Mr. Holland's opus. But then they turn on him at one point. Mr. In Mr. Holland's opus? No, in How I Met Your Mother. I can't remember exactly why. Oh, was it the, was it the drinking game? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember if that's this season or next season. They don't really turn against him, but they start to favor... Robin, but that's only because they have a drinking game about her. Right. But he ends up having to get mean with them. Does he turn the lights on and off? <laughs> Does the car alarm. Is that the same episode, though? I think it's... I, I don't think that's the same episode. I think he does it for some other reason. I think Oh, it that's is. when uh, Chloe comes in and starts poisoning them against him. That's when they Chloe? turn against him. Zoe, Chloe. Oh, Zoe. Zoe. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah, she turns them against him because he's trying to knock down an old building. Right, and that's when he has to get mean. But Professor Mosby loves old buildings. He would never do that. (laughs) All right. Rebecca McLaren's and Marshall finds a letter from himself at age 15 to 30-year-old self 
with a list of goals he hopes to achieve. We get a little flashback to him, 1993, in his overalls, rat tail, listening to Informer, Informer by Snow. <laughs> um, he's wearing a, under the overalls, he was wearing a red version of the very shirt that I have on right now. <laughs> and his face is really smug as he's writing oh, yeah. all these things. He's very confident. He wants to be driving a kick-ass Camaro or an A-Team van. And that's priority numero uno. He should still have his rat tail, but should be even longer. Because <laughs> so it's totally... Oh, no, we, don't, we haven't gotten there yet. And he will have legally changed his name to Vanilla Thunder. Well, you skipped the important part. You can still slam dunk. Right. That's right, because that comes back. And he's gonna. his wife's going to be a blonde, six feet tall, with an awesome rack, and caters to her every need. He apologizes to... Lily in real time about that, but she points out that he just described his mother, who is, is not a blonde. <laughs> right. I don't want to make comments on her rack. I guess she does cater to his every need, though. Yes. And she's very tall. So he says, I'm going to read this whole thing. Okay. You're still rocking the stonewashed overalls, because this look is working. <laughs> and most importantly, you better be saving the world if you become some lame corporate sellout. Just throw yourself off a cliff, because you suck. And I licky boom him down. <laughs> <laughs> and so Lily and Maggie like are just laughing hysterically at this. And Marshall's like taking it very seriously, like realizing like I did become a lame corporate sellout. I work for an evil bank. Like I like how Lily goes. Yeah, I remember back in college, Maggie wanted to be a marine biologist by day and mentor inter inner city kids by night. What are you doing now? Those things. <laughs> yep, she's just perfect. <laughs> So Marshall just, like, gets up. He has something he's got to do at work. Yeah, Lily thinks he's going to go quit his job. She goes after him and then calls Ted to let him know that she left Maggie with Robin. Well, so she was just going to leave and not do anything, but she kind of, like, glances back as she's about to walk out the door, and you can see guys Men are just gravitating to, towards yeah. her. <laughs> so then I guess she roped in Robin. We cut to Robin on the phone with Ted. And Robin's in her best, like... She's Super got it going smug, on. very confident about herself and her ability to pull in guys. Yeah, if Maggie's a refrigerator magnet, she's the magnet that can pick up cars in a junkyard. She turns around to see Maggie now sitting with a guy who we find out is a friend of hers from work named Jim. Jim's obviously in love with her and hanging on her every word, even though at this point he still thinks she has her boyfriend. Right. And, you know, Robin kind of tries to you know, start immediately with, like, being flirty with him, and he doesn't even look at her. He's just like, yeah, nice to meet you, and not, like, doesn't even break eye contact with Maggie. Yeah. We cut back to Columbia. Ted is talking to his class, who is a very rapt audience at this point. Well, did you notice there was, like, a picture of Maggie on the screen? Yeah, there seems to be some sort of slideshow going on in the background about Maggie. How did that get on? And by this point, his class has moved all their desks up very close to the front (laughs) to be closer to him and talk to him. (laughs) So, yeah, he's being honest. You know, he got left at the altar last year. He's, you know, scared. Is he really actually ready? And, you know, he gets a little word of wisdom from Betty that, you know, being scared lets you know you're on to something important. When we cut back to McLaren's, Robin's really trying to run hard interference between <laughs> Jim and Maggie. And she's so bad at it. Yeah, she's she's trying to pretend what he was saying was very funny. She says she thinks she may have just peed her pants. 
as she's like leaning into him yeah, and like kind of feeling on yeah. him. <laughs> she thinks this is an erotic talk. <laughs> um, he's got to go. He's going to a photography exhibit about Le Chien Erotique, which is about erotic dogs, apparently. Yeah. I, I actually would believe that this is an art show that exists in New York City. Okay. I, I, can I feel that. like I saw it in something else recently. <laughs> like one of the paintings in an art gallery having two dogs copulating, if you will. Really? But God, it was recently, and I was thinking about this episode, but I can, now I can't remember what the show was. <laughs> it might have been Billionaire, or I'm not sure. Anyways. You mean Billions? Yeah, Billions. So, as he's trying to invite Maggie to the show, Robin jumps in and accepts his extra ticket. And somehow he goes along with this. Yeah. Because she leaves, she leaves Maggie with Barney at this point. Um, as Ted's getting ready to go leave his class, they give him one last piece of advice. <laughs> make adjustments. Go. And then, so one of them starts with make adjustments, and then they all chime in. Go get, get it, it energized. energized. So Ted's on the phone with Barney. Oh, I'm sorry. He's back. Is he back on the phone with... Robin calls Robin. him to let him know that she's now passed Maggie off to Barney, which, you know, not cool. And then he's talking to Barney on the phone, and Barney says, don't worry, yeah, I know what's happened in the past, but I'm your bro. And Ted goes, you're an animal. <laughs> right. And then Maggie compliments Barney on the overalls. Barney tells Ted he has 10 minutes to get there. Barney tells him that he has 10 minutes to get there or, or the window's closing again. Now, we can assume later that Maggie really likes these overalls because in the flashback of her and yes, her I thought that was cute high school little... boyfriend, he was wearing those mm-hmm. overalls. Yeah, that was a cute little touch. Now, Barney should have stayed pretty far away from this. It's sort of funny to throw him in this three guys mix, mm-hmm. but him and Ted almost completely separated as friends. Yeah, you make a valid point. I don't think Barney would have risked this. Probably not, but it makes for a funny juxtaposition of, like, the two guys that are actually, like, really into her versus Barney's usual, like, I just want to hit it real quick and then I'll be done and you can do whatever you want. Right. Kind of like when he did the Lorenzo Von Matterhorn. We cut to the art show. Robin's trying pretty hard to flirt with Jim and all he can do is talk about maybe we should get back to Maggie. Jim's Mm -hmm. got it bad. And then Robin, first she tries to... Spill wine on herself. It goes poorly. <laughs> it does not get his attention. And her, her shirt's actually very wine spill proof. It really is. It mostly just rolls off. Yeah, so Jim's like just basically ignoring her, but the waiter is just like staring like he is he is into this. <laughs> Maybe he would have been into her peeing herself while laughing. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, there's everybody. Somebody's into everything. Hmm. So I did enjoy her. <laughs> Just a filthy girl who would totally go to second base with a guy as a favor to a friend. But she can't hold on to him, especially after she accidentally reveals that Maggie and her boyfriend broke up. Right. He just takes off. We get a little bit of a creepy scene with the waiter now. And <laughs> the waiter comes Robin. back. We, then we get Ted running through the streets. He yells out, I hate Barney Simpson. And some random person from out of sight yells, some woman yells, me too. <laughs> I, I really like that. I thought that was a good touch. <laughs> now we're at GMB. Uh, we can mostly skip this scene. Yeah, Marshall's feeling pouty. He wants to see if he can slam dunk. He can't. Lily lowers the thing for him. Still can't. Still can't. He hurts himself. They're going to do it on the basketball court anyway to make him feel better. Okay, we covered that. Yep. 
when Ted gets to the bar, he interrupts Barney, flirting with Maggie, says, how could you? And then we get my least favorite part of the night where Barney says that he challenged himself and you don't want me to let Barney win. He'll never let it end if, if that happens. Okay. Jim shows up and now it's a battle, a three-way battle between Jim, Barney, and Ted. You know, Barney's constantly pointing out, look, just let me sleep with her. Let- right, that's all I want. Then let Ted be with her, and then you can get her somewhere down the road. Robin shows back up, yeah, very out of breath and mad that Jim didn't take her up on you know, her flirtation. He points out he's been in love with Maggie for five years, Ted has been for 12, and Barney's been in his overalls for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Stop mm-hmm-ing me. <laughs> it's really obnoxious. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. I have nothing to add to that. Then you can just move on. Uh-huh. I will quit this podcast right now. <laughs> Robin gets rid, or sends Maggie home. Then Ted follows up with a speech that Maggie deserves some time to herself. Nobody likes to be alone, especially after a breakup, yada yada. And then, as the two guys, as Barney and Jim agree, Ted then runs out and throws some obstacles in their way. We get a scene of them all running down the street... Which, you know, this was poor planning on Ted's part. He could have just been like, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to just go home, too. And then went and did his thing. Instead right. Of making it obvious what he was doing. Yeah, I don't think Jim knew where she lived. And I know Barney doesn't. So right. they're good. just following him at this point. Right. He tries to throw them off the trail by saying she's around the corner. And then when they get to the door, Maggie's already with somebody. It's Adam. They grew up next door to each other. They hadn't seen each other since he moved away, I guess it seemed like maybe in high school. And we get the narrator popping in that Maggie told the second greatest love story that he's ever heard. And I will argue this. I would say that this love story is way better than Ted and Tracy's. Yeah, agreed. So, I mean, I know Ted's biased, but like this love story is adorable. So that story's over. We, we're left with Barney and Ted. Oh, I mean, do we want to go through, like, it's, you know, they live next door to each other, and so we get, like, a couple flashes of like, them as little kids, and then in middle school or early high school, and then he moves away, and yes, <laughs> in the middle scene, he's in the overalls, which is very cute touch. Yeah, it was, it was touching. Yep, so... If they were going to make Ted lose this, then this was a good way to do it. Yeah, and Ted recognizes that as well. So he, Adam had just moved to town, decided to look Maggie up, which, you know, good timing on his part. Wow. <laughs> And we get a little flash forward of them, I guess, as grandparents with, like, a bunch of little kids in the yard and them looking, you know, very happily over their life. Yeah, like when we get the end of a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cute. So now Barney wants Ted to join him at Giddy Ups where he thinks the overalls will work. Ted's right. not going to do it. He's ready to just settle down with someone. He doesn't want to go to places like Giddy Ups. Barney's going to go on his own until Miss Davis flirts with him through her window and compliments his overalls. Mrs. Douglas. Oh, it's Douglas. Thank you. And, <laughs> and she's like, you know, flirty. She's not just like complimenting him. She's got like a little fan and is kind of like <laughs> trying to be enticing. Yeah, he seemed to know that she wants one thing. <laughs> so I like how he like looks down the street a little bit, makes sure Ted's not paying attention, like kind of like braces himself and walks in. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely the six, you know, 65 year old widowed Jen Runkle. <laughs> how very dare you. <laughs> Even with the overalls. I mean, only... You'll be wearing the overalls. (laughs) I've challenged myself to find someone to take these overalls off. 
All right. And then we get one last scene in McLaren's of <laughs> Marshall getting free wings with Lily because someone turned him down because they were too... Oh, I'm sorry. He's writing his letter to his six-year-old Marshall. Mm-hmm. And as long as he's still with Lily, he's happy. <laughs> I like this. No pressure, dude. I mean, sir. Yeah, that was good. Right. And then... At the end of the note, he asks, you know, if time travel's possible, like, give me a sign on this day, this time. And, yeah, that's when Lily walks over with the chicken wings and we get, like, a little zoom in on old man Marshall. He looks pretty much like Marshall does when he's reading the death letter in the future Mm -hmm. from Lily. Right. It wasn't that they were too hot. It's just that I had wings earlier. Much Much earlier. earlier. Eh. Which, you know, if I'm Wendy, I'm mad you said they were too hot. (laughs) It seems like he paid for them still, and that's why she gave him the drink for free. True. And that's that. It's his. Good episode. Cute and enjoyable. Yeah, it was. Where do you think I ranked it? It was good. You didn't say, let's see. <laughs> oh. You say that every time. Breaking format. Mm, let's see. Well, it was good, but it didn't have a ton of stuff that we reference a lot. You know, every once in a while, the... What's in the box and the jug with three X's when it comes up? 36. No, 60. Oh, damn. Right behind Return of the Shirt. I definitely like Return of the Shirt better than this, so. Yeah, that was a good episode. Was this episode 10? My favorite joke, I think, is when he writes a licky boo boom down on the <laughs> letter to 30 year old Marshall. What Mine about you? is split between Robin's, you know, seven homage. And the random lady <laughs> yelling after Ted. After Ted yells, I hate Barney Stinson for <laughs> saying me too. Okay. My least favorite is Barney's speech about how he can't let Barney win. Okay. The challenge. Mine was his masculinity shaming one about like, you know, and he, you know, she won't encounter a man when she gets here or whatever that was. Yeah. But I gotta say, it was actually kind of hard to pick a worse joke in this. There weren't a lot of obvious contenders for me. All right, why don't you read Danielle's? Oh, yes. Hey, guys, I forgot how much I love this episode. They got the perfect actress to play Maggie. Although, <laughs> Danielle, I regret to inform you it's not Amy Adams, although... Is that who she thought it was? Yeah. And her, what did she say? Every time I see Amy Adams, I'm just reminded of watching Hallmark movies at Christmas. I just feel like she's a really nice person. Oh. <laughs> well, she, she does yeah. look like Amy Adams. Yeah, yeah, she definitely does. I could see how... That would have been pretty exciting if it was Amy Adams. We're like, oh, my God, how would we forget that? Right. So, sorry to disappoint, Danielle, <laughs> but I see how you got there. I felt Ted's pain, but also they did pay for the class, so it's up in the air. The classroom scenes make me smile so much. They are so funny. I love how his students were supporting him. My favorite part of class is when the teacher talks about themselves. I found that history teachers talk the most. That might be why I like history so much. My favorite joke was when he said no one wanted to hear him lecture, and then everyone raised their hand. Worst joke would have to be Barney sleeping with that old lady. Gross. <laughs> love you. That's ageist, Danielle. <laughs> I hope you're getting some, like Miss Douglas at age 65. Yeah. And the widow, Runkle. <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I die so early? Yeah, I was going to say, like, how early are you planning on dying? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping... I'm a widow at 60? I'm hoping for a plane crash. Oh, how very dare you? We are going on a plane in two and a half weeks. You survive. I am not... Surviving no, this one doesn't go down. I'm, ta- I'm talking way in the future. You cannot put that into the universe when we are about to get on a plane with our child. I'm just saying, you take I'm that probably going to die. Take that back right now, or I am not going on the plane. 
ooh, trip by myself to Puerto Rico. That sounds like fun. <laughs> you still have to take Tyler. Oh, so yeah, we're going in two weeks. We're going to Puerto Rico. It's our 10-year anniversary. We're going back to the um, resort where we got married. Yep, it's going to be awesome unless Steve just jinxed our flight, which was very rude because he knows how scared I am of flying. So this was not a nice thing to do. Well, I figure if I, not we, if I go down in a plane crash, we get a big payout from the airline. And so on top of my life insurance, plus all, you know, whatever else we have put away, you're going to be living pretty fat. Yeah, and then I also have to be a widow, knowing that my husband died in a horrifying way. Oh, with all that money, you'll have an easy time finding a new partner. (laughs) And you'll be able to say, well, he went the way he predicted he would. (laughs) There's there's a feather in his cap. I mean, he loves being right. (laughs) He was probably doing the I told you so dance the whole way down. (laughs) Oh, man, thank you. Now I have anxiety for two and a half weeks about this. I hope you're happy. I did not say you were going to be on the same plane. There's no way that's not going to happen. But you, all right, all right, you right, put right. it let's, in the universe. Let's just let it go. I won't. Uh-huh. Have you met my brain? Uh-huh. <laughs> I hope it goes down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next week. <laughs> oh, I'll say one other thing. Does it mean much that... Ted, in the end, wasn't trying that hard to get back to Maggie. What do you mean? Well, he ends up getting stuck talking to his class for a while instead of getting back to her. And right, so, because then I think he started having doubts. Like, okay, you know, if I go, like, you know, given her Which is to say, history, maybe it wasn't meant to be, right? Yeah, I mean, it clearly like wasn't. But I think, you know, I think at first he was just so excited that, like, oh, the window's open. But then when he actually did, like, kind of think about it, it's like, oh, if I get in there, like, Clearly, this is her history will become a thing. Yeah, am I actually ready for that? Okay, the next episode is The Last Cigarette Ever. I like that episode. Yep, it's a good one. I don't, I don't usually call you Dolphins, but it kind of works in this voice. <laughs> yeah, they're all trying to quit smoking. <laughs> we get a lot of Don in this episode mm-hmm. and his shenanigans behind the camera. Right. Is it the Duck versus Rabbit episode also? I think it might be, but I'm not 100% sure. All right. Well, folks, uh, Jen, tell them how they can reach and find us. You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com. You can email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com, on Twitter at RunkleRecaps, and Instagram underscore howimetyourpodcast underscore. All right, everyone. Uh, Until next week, 